My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Can we talk about my uh, Instacart experience today? Sure. I was going to talk about something else, but then this literally happened this morning before we came in to record. I um, used Instacart. I use Instacart for my mom. We use Instacart for your mom. I've used it before. I'm you know, we're super busy right now. I needed some fill-in of some groceries. And I'm not a big Instacarter for myself because I like, I don't like, as we've talked about before, I don't like unloading the groceries by myself. But I like shopping. I want to put my hands on the stuff. I want to see it. Smell it. Smell it. I think things get lost in translation. And listen, I'm a big tipper on Instacart. I'm a big believer in it. So this is not me being witchy about people shopping for me. However, this morning, Things went so wonky. I had a Zoom meeting um, for work at 10, and I had put my order in early, and this shopper texted me, I counted, 22 times for the bananas. It starts out very simple. You know, hi, I'm your shopper, and I'll be shopping for you. Fantastic. Um, You know, for the bananas, do you prefer them a little greener or yellow? Eh, A little greener, maybe. And I'm thinking, oh, that's nice. And then they start coming in pictures these are the apples they have they look bad she'd send is oh, it he, yeah. he or she 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 would send pictures of yes. apples yes i'm not finding the shreds where do you normally find those so uh, honestly by seven i'm thinking i'm just gonna fire up my car go figure out where she is take the cart out of her hands and just finish this job. Hand her 20 and hit the road. just finish this job for myself and it continued and it was like smithfield bacon is three Th- buy three get one free I, no I, one needs that much money. I, I love bacon yeah. and nobody needs that much. we don't bacon. need it i only need one and you're trying to be polite because they are out doing something for you a service for you but the whole point of it is to do it for you and i get a few texts because you know they do have to communicate with you but it was oh my gosh it was excessive and then the piece de resistance is she drives the groceries up the driveway and puts them because it's contactless and she puts them outside the door, which I had requested. You know, that's where the drop-off is. And I'm like, why is this taking so long? And the dogs are inside barking and barking and barking, and I can't let them out. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm still sort of in the meeting in, my, in the middle of my Zoom meetings. I'm trying to kind of keep the house quiet. And I go out, and are you ready for this one? I told you this. She's walking down our driveway. Today was trash day. And I look out, and she's got her hands on our trash cans. Now, why would you not allow her to bring the trash cans up? I cannot believe that you were on board for this. So I opened the door. And Are I'm, you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. This is not a service offered by Instacart. Right. But she's kind. Bring up my, please. That saves me for having to do it in the pouring rain this afternoon. In Just stop. I, I don't understand this. So I go out on the front porch and the dogs are barking and I'm like, ma'am, excuse me. What what, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm going to push your two trash cans. Yes, are we please. Saying? I said, no, no I, I appreciate it, but I don't need that. Why? Why is that a problem? Why would you refuse a woman bringing up the trash cans? It just, it, it's, it's not necessary. The, the whole experience had just been over the top. And at this point, I'm thinking, if we had a bunny hutch, she's boiling that bunny. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember that movie? This is, you probably, I'm probably too young for this. More years apart. What was it now? It was the one with Michael Douglas where she boiled the bunny. And she was obsessed with him and the family. So I'm like, maybe I've watched too much. Like, yeah. Next time, don't turn that down. Don't turn that down next time. Please. I think that's bad. This is something that that would have been taken off my list today. 
Okay. I wouldn't have to bring up the trash cans if you'd allowed the Instacart shopper to do it for us. Let's just leave that hanging. This is really, really just horse shit is what it is. That she couldn't bring the things up? That you wouldn't allow her to bring them up. All right. We have a round of You Can't Be Jack. It returns to this very same episode you're listening to right now. Current record is six wins for Cadillac Jack. One measly loss. And Donna is being just clucking about her category and questions. They're fabulous. For 24 hours now, I've heard about this round. Yeah. So go ahead. What's it going to well, be? The category is shots because of all of the immunization talk, you know, with the COVID immunization coming and all of this stuff. And so it is about shots, but all kinds of different shots. So Jeannie, hey, good Haynes is going to be my challenger coming up segment three of this episode of my second act. Your hype song on the way here today to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network, Donna. Well, again, not so hypey, but I love Van Morrison and it's Into the Mystic. Um, great song from him. And, you know, Van Morrison's Irish. And here's the fascinating thing about him. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but he also, Queen Elizabeth knighted him. I love when people get knighted. I want to get knighted. Like, I want people to call. Like, I don't know what they call the female version of the Sir, but like Sir Elton John, you know, Is that Sir Irish? Van Morris. No, but he was knighted. By from, the Queen. By the Queen. Or somebody. I was in a meeting yesterday for the Uncorked Concert Series in 2021. And we're doing uh, a show around St. Patrick's Day with a Van Morrison tribute band. Right. And so I didn't know that St. Patrick's Day was on the same day every year. Did you know that? Yes. It's the The 17th. 17th. I had no clue that it was the same day. So then Pamela Jackson, of course, who owns Painted Horse Vineyards and Winery here in Milton, Georgia, is like, what day's Christmas? It's like, okay, Pamela. Well, did you know July 4th is the same day, you know, so it became <laughs> I mean, this it running. Does, ga- yeah, it, I would probably ask you the think? same question. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's great. Um, I was going to pick, you know, his big song. Obviously, everyone knows his brown eyed girl. How many times have you danced at a wedding, at or a fraternity, fraternity party. party, at a whatever to brown eyed girl? How many times? Many, many. But I'm adding that in into the mystic. So there you go. How about you? I'm going to add a song. The country artist Jimmy Allen recently released with Charlie Pride and Darius Rucker um, to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist because we lost Charlie Pride in the past few days. The name of the song is Why Things Happen. Jimmy Allen was the artist that actually inducted, or not inducted, but, but Jimmy presented Charlie Pride with his Lifetime Achievement Award at the CMA Awards back in November. Yeah. So let's add that one if you don't mind. We will do it. And let's go ahead and have the conversation about Charlie Pride. We're going to jump around just here. Um, I think it's so sad. I mean, right after the the show we did after the CMAs, I was talking about just how adorable he is and how sweet. And he 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 definitely seemed fragile even then on stage. You know, you're just like, oh my gosh, somebody please help him off the stage. He he's an elderly. He was an elderly fellow. Don't oh, he's, him, he was 86. Yeah, you don't want him to break a hip or anything. And then this news comes out that's so sad about him passing away from COVID. And of course, the immediate complications. Complications. But from the COVID-19. immediate place people go were to the last place he was seen publicly, which was the CMA Awards. It was Maren Morris who started stirring the pot. She didn't even let Charlie Pride, like, he he was still in the hospital. And she tweets something about, we better hope that it wasn't the CMAs that that killed Charlie Pride. So, okay, Maren, you were there too. She since deleted the tweet. 
I think that what she caused was an unnecessary conversation that the day of his passing and subsequently two or three days following, it was not about Charlie Pride and what he did for country music and being a trailblazer. Marin Morris called uh, calls the conversation to shift to, oh my gosh, did he get COVID-19 at the CMA Awards? So the CMA Awards felt that they had to release a statement. Right, they had to respond. Which they did. Again, this is all taking away from the life and career of legendary country artist Charlie Pride, the first African-American of uh, member of uh, of the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Uh, the CMAs felt that they had to release a statement, which they did. Um, and I want to share just a piece of it with you. Everyone affiliated with the CMA Awards followed strict testing protocols. Charlie was tested prior to traveling to Nashville. He, he lived in Dallas and, and passed in Dallas, Texas. He was tested upon landing in Nashville and again on show day with all tests coming back negative after returning to Texas following the CMA Awards. Charlie again tested negative multiple times. All of us in the country music community are heartbroken by Charlie's passing. Out of respect for his family during their grieving period, we will not be commenting on this any further. The show was November 11th. Charlie Pryor was hospitalized in late uh, November. But there's talk about how the CMA Awards and the artists that were part of it kind of ignored protocols. Um once they got in. But don't you think that's because they knew that they had tested negative? Yeah, and I also think that there's, and it happens to everybody, there's this element of you're finally out, and you sort of, for a minute, forget about protocols and, and spacing and all that kind of stuff. Um, I agree with you 100% that it is taken away from his legacy and that he, you know, for heaven's sakes, let his family grieve him. And, you know, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be so accusatory. And and I have to tell you, I think this is a dangerous road that people walk down. Because I think like right now, if you have college students, if you have um, high schoolers, if you and you're getting these contract tracing emails, or, or, or maybe your college kid, you know, was had a roommate that tested positive, and then God forbid, they come home and by no fault of their own or something, I don't know, like a grandparent or something gets sick. I think it's a heavy burden to put on people to almost point fingers back at people to say, oh my gosh, well, you were around this person. Were you responsible? You know, is Jimmy Allen now questioning, like, was I responsible for my mentor's passing? You know, why would you question that though? You shouldn't and you wouldn't. But I, I do think that there is this element that goes along with it now where, you know, I've heard kids say, and I respect it and I understand why, but we're not getting together on Thanksgiving. My, grandparents or elderly or you know but then if, if something happens to their grandparents are, are you angry at the caregivers it's just it, it's a broader discussion about responsibility and yes you have to be responsible and wear a mask and social distance and do all that stuff but at, at the end of the day you know that's a heavy burden to place on someone you know, if, if you if you are a loving caregiver, you know, I have caregivers going in and out of my mom and Al's apartment every day who take care of them. Thank God, because we can't be there. But at the same time, if something later happens, do those caregivers then feel like fingers are being pointed at them? Like, where did you go? What were you doing? You know, did, did you infect these people? And I saw this story and um, it was on uh, one of the news shows uh, and it was a story about an assisted living place and how there were 
people, the director of the assisted living place and the head of nursing had decided to quarantine in the facility and have not seen their families for like um, two months because they feel this tremendous burden that they're taking care of like 60 grandparents, like their grandparents. And so when you look at Charlie Pride and his age, I just think it's rough enough. And then you point your fingers at this entire community that welcomed him in to say, which one of you gave Charlie Pride COVID? You know, it, it's, that's a heavy burden to place on people. You know, and, and, and I think Marin it, is it, a pot stirrer. It just was not necessary. It wasn't necessary, even if you're questioning it. E- even if you are, sometimes you need to keep those thoughts to yourself. And that's a whole nother discussion about what social media has done in times of grief and in times of people suffering before someone can even sometimes notify their children or their family of what what's happened. There's people on social media blasting things out. It just, I don't know. It's a larger conversation of what, what is the onus on people who are you responsible? Again, if you're acting recklessly and you, your kids have been, you know, to a fraternity party where there's 400 people, then of course you're not going to want them around their grandparents. But you know, I, I've heard it from my kids. Like, no, I don't I don't want to, you know, even if now we could go in and sit in Anna's room, I don't want to go. I don't want to be, I don't want to get them sick. I don't want to be responsible for getting them sick, even if they haven't been in contact with anyone. You know, it's this fear of, am I going to get someone sick and cause this to happen? So Maren just needs to get off her keyboard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, not, and, and, you know, they did, I think they did everything they could do protocol-wise. Once those people got into the facility, you know, they're grown adults. What they decided to do, whether they wanted to social distance or however they handled it, I don't know. All right. God bless Charlie Pride and what he's done for country music and the music industry. And uh, Never met him, but uh, golly, all that he has done. We already had Kiss and Angel Good Morning on the Spotify on playlist from Charlie Pride. So we'll add something else. We're gonna well, it's the Jimmy Allen. Oh, right. Charlie Pride Darius. Were you listening to Darius Harker? Well that, yes, and we may add another Charlie Pride song too. Okay. All right. We had a conversation this morning having breakfast uh about Taylor Swift. And the conversation was basically this. Do we talk too much about her during the podcast? And I said, you know what? We're basically classified as a music podcast and we talk about Taylor and give our opinions about Taylor and her music only when she something big happens in her career, like the drop of this album. Um, She was on Jimmy Kimmel earlier this week. Very, very funny stuff. Uh, Two cuts here with Jimmy Kimmel and Taylor Swift. Somebody on Reddit made a chart tracking the amount of profanity in your albums from year to year. It started with two dams on your first album, then you went totally clean, and now you're up to four (laughs) F-words, Taylor. You're... It's just, it's just been that kind of year. You know? I said the same thing. I think last episode of this podcast that, that, that kind of she year. had out of 15 songs, there were six explicit stamps, I think Yeah. on this new project. Taylor's growing up. Y'all, uh, she debunks the theory with Jimmy Kimmel that there's a third album coming. And here is a, uh, that part of their conversation. When I was making Folklore, the album that came out back in July, I was too afraid to even unveil the title of the album to even my closest teammates in management. And so I came up with a fake 
code name that had the same amount of letters as folklore, chose Woodvale, wanted to see how it would look on the album covers, mocked them up, and then decided, I don't actually want to have a title on the album covers. And we forgot to take the fake code name off of one of them. Is that true? Yes. That's what happened. like, this album is like the third season of Lost. I think it's very interesting. She 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 reveals something pretty pretty big there. Do you believe that? I do. Okay. Absolutely, I do. But I think that's very interesting. So we're not going to spend minutes talking about Taylor Swift. But if she's in the news with with you know we even talked we we spoke about this theory that there was a third album coming pretty recently. Yeah. And Taylor and she, says she did admit that she does Easter eggs. You know, yes. That she puts and that she enjoys doing it for the fans. Yes. For the, the clues fans. that the we clues. recently talked about. Yep. Recent conversation about Cameo. Cameo is uh, the site where you can have celebrities record videos for you or your friends or family members. Uh, we uh, talked about Brian Bumgarner from The Office, who plays Kevin, and the fact that he'll make more than $1 million this year on Cameo. Broke that down. Since he charges $195 a video, he must do at least 14 videos a day. That's a lot. In 2020. I mean, if you do them like with some oomph. And some energy. That's a lot of videos. Who is the most requested celebrity that's not on Cameo? I'd never heard of them. He's requested way more than a Beyonce or a J-Lo, says uh, the dude in charge of Cameo, the CEO. YouTuber David Dobrik? I don't know him. I don't either. No, not, not, none of the three of us know him. And he is the most requested celebrity. I'm going to look into him. Okay. Do you think he does dirty videos or something? Like, what's his story? I don't think Cameo allows you to do dirty no, but I mean, like on YouTube, is he a skateboarder? Is he a makeup artist? Like, I could see Jeffree Star, the makeup artist, you know, people wanting him to do a cameo or something. I don't know. This is very interesting. I've never heard of him. Bruce Buffer is on cameo for $299 a video. He is the voice of UFC wrestling. He is not the guy, it's actually his brother that does. Let's get ready to, and you can't even say it because we'll get fined a million dollars. What? Oh, yeah. I, we were warned all the time in radio from like corporate attorneys and lawyers. Don't say it. You cannot even, you can't say it. You can't play the audio. And I don't know how they would know if you did, but there were examples of stations and, and, and probably specifically morning shows that would play the audio of Bruce's brother like before a big fight saying, let's get ready. Don't say it. Because they, they somehow know. When that clip is aired, I don't know if there's like a chip in it or something. That's like, like you that. have to call it the big game. Like and there's, there's certain things you can't. I say. mean, you get an immediate cease and desist and and and, and fines. Anyway, his brother is on cameo. He does the UFC. His tagline is uh, "It's time." And so someone reached out to him on cameo, wanting to break up with his girlfriend, and this is how it sounded. Freaking great. I love that. Freaking great. She probably thought she was getting like something sweet from him. And then she's like, wait, what did he just say? So creative. What did he just say? It's time for Kaylee to move on. <laughs> I love it. Right before the holidays, nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, R&B great Stevie, uh, Stevie, uh, R&B great Smokey Robinson is also in the cameo news because uh, Smokey Robinson is one of the celebrities that you can get. And someone wanted to uh, wish their mother or I think it was their mother. Uh, a happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. But whoever requested, I think it was two brothers, we're going to hear during the clip, I think, use the C-H spelling. Mm. 
for Hanukkah. And this is how that came out. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jared, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. There you go. Chinooka. Chinooka. Okay, do they get a refund? It started a big debate on Twitter, which is where I first saw this. And the debate was this. There were people firing shots at Smokey Robinson for not knowing that Hanukkah, which has been around for like 1,500 years. Yeah. Uh, that he didn't know that there were two spellings of Hanukkah. Now, granted, the C-H spelling, which they used in the script for this cameo, is not as as well known. Right. Uh, then there are also people firing shots at the brothers for posting the Smokey Robinson video of him saying, Happy Chanuka. Smokey did join the thread on Twitter and said, please send me your mom's phone number again and we'll get you a redo. See, I think this could become viral, though, and now people are going to want him to do videos mispronouncing things. Like, he could get more work on Cameo. This is exactly like what happens with the, you know, Ocean Spray dude on TikTok, where this could get more viral likes, and they could, you know, like... Um, Charge even more. Yeah, Mary Chrysalisms or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just... But he, does he not have an assistant that could read over the script prior and say, Smokey, hang on. I think we're trying to say here, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Chinooka. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. That concludes the cameo portion of this episode. Well, it doesn't because again, oh. we have got, I'm going to continue to say this. We have got to get you on the cameo I, I would train. do it for free. I'm not, I'm not, no, we're not doing anything for free. Stop doing things for free. Okay. We're not doing things for free. Somebody suggested that, that officer Richie and Canine Raider, it would be huge. But uh, that's them. We're trying to oh, get you a revenue yes, stream. I'm sorry. Yes. yes, stay Another in the revenue, revenue. stream okay. boat. Okay? All right. What, again, what, I think maybe you should put it out there. What do people, what would people will, be willing to pay? Let's I would imagine not much. $350? $3.50 or $350? Three, $3.50. Probably so, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I just do it for free. I mean, I'm not going to. Again, keep up with three dollars and fifty cents. Just not going to do it in your accounting. Dinner Beth, Beth owes you three fifty. Yes, you can track <laughs> her down on Venmo. Dinner affair gift cards never expire. Uh, dinner affair gift cards are the perfect gift for for friends and family, and there are two easy options to choose from. If you're in a rush, you can select the e gift card mentioned for uh, an instant gift that's that's uh, emailed. Then there's also they can mail your gift card, and and Stephanie who is. Uh, the owner with her husband, Ken, of the dinner affair, they will write a personalized thank you note that you ask them to to write out to send with your gift card in the mail. Here's the problem with the mail this year. You know, FedEx, UPS, and Amazon, they have stopped receiving shipments from certain big box retailers because they're just overwhelmed. And they've said, you know what? You're on your own. The United States Postal Service has been struggling for years. Holiday gift shipping this year is questionable yeah so if best. you're if you're one of those people who you're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast and you're like i can't get my wine basket i can't get my cashew tower this is perfect for you truly yeah is. i mean it's time and this is a great gift to give someone um the gift of food the gift of meals the gift of gathering as a family the gift of time you're not just sending a gift card for you know here's some food for you to eat it, it really is an experience for them to go in as a family pick the meals that they want to have 
give them back time as a family. And you could even write a really sweet card to say that, that, you know, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to spend more time as a family. So here are meals for you to prepare. And I think it's a great gift. Dinner Affair so far this year has served over 640,000 dinners. You store their fresh ingredient meals in your freezer for later. Always be ready for changing family schedules, uh, things being thrown at you last minute. But everybody needs to eat, and all dinners are tailored for all ages and tastes. Two to three easy steps. Get dinner on the table. Always 100% guaranteed. And again, Dinner Affair gift cards never expire. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. We have a small ask of you three things. If you're able, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Invite and encourage three friends, three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode. And number three, show our sponsors some love like DinnerAffair.com, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, and the Hertz My Car program. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon. Steps from world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. Part of the IHG Hotel Group. That's like the Marriott folks. That's big time. Mm. And a new episode of uh, Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider drops on Monday. Uh, we did a ride along last night that was supposed to be three hours, turned into six because of the strangest call that we have ever gotten when I have been on over 100 hours of ride alongs for the Caddy Wagon with Richie and Can I Raider podcast. The craziest thing, Donna. And it has to do with this you simply cannot impersonate a police officer. Well, no. You cannot go online and order blue lights and red lights and install them with super glue in your front windshield and in your back windshield or back glass and ride around and pull over people. It's simply illegal. Did you say ride around and pull over people? <laughs> Donna, it is is going to blow your mind this Monday. I, I was it was it wound up being about a two hour call. Wow. On the side of Georgia four hundred southbound which is in North Fulton County, our big, our big thoroughfare, big interstate. Well, I can't wait. It was crazy. The craziest call I have been on Monday's episode of Caddy Wagon with Richie and Canine Raider. Remember me saying that I was kind of struggling with the holidays, and the one thing that pissed me off more than any other was that GMC was running the commercials um, about buy his and her Denali trucks this year. It's like GMC read the damn room. That's like $200,000 in vehicles. Being very tone deaf. Uh Saturday Night Live this past weekend finally spoofed, and they did it so well, finally spoofed these commercials from these luxury car and truck manufacturers that are pretending like we're not in a freaking pandemic right now. Here is a quick clip of an actual commercial, which I spoke of in an earlier podcast from GMC. I did some early shopping this year. One for you, one for me. So she gives him I Rolex watches. I got us a little something, too. Then he says, come yeah. outside. Yep. One for you and one for me. Are you kidding me? I love me? it. Oh, actually, that was supposed to be for me. I love it. Yeah. All right. So it's it's been a campaign that GMC has aired for three years. But why would you not rest that campaign yeah. this year? And, 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 and do Toyota, I believe, has done an entire campaign this holiday season around the military. Yeah, Subaru is doing a great one about giving back and um, all the charities that they've given to through their program. Saturday seems, Night Live. Seems a little tone deaf. SNL finally put them in their place with the spoof this weekend. This is fantastic. And, and they specifically went after Lexus. <laughs> hey, Matt, I think there might be one more gift for your mom right there. 
It hasn't been a normal year, so this Christmas, get her something extraordinary during the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Nathan, you didn't. With flexible financing and 0% APR, there's never been a better time to buy or lease a new Lexus. Merry Christmas, baby. Are you kidding me, Nathan? Did you seriously buy a car without asking me? Well, because for Christmas... This is a major purchase! Right, but it, it was a December to remember. It's a Lexus! We don't have the money for this, Nathan! We don't? No, we don't! Your father doesn't... Your father hasn't worked since last March. What? Yeah, COVID has hit a lot of people hard, and I'm no exception. Nathan, you got fired in March 2019. COVID had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Hey, pal, I guess your old man's busted. Mm. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. So, going at Lexus about it. I thought it was fantastic. Hilarious. We'll include, it's, it's, there's a, obviously a little bit of visual to it. We'll include the video in the, uh, the letter this Saturday. Um, but it's, it, they spoof the Lexus commercial almost perfectly. I've always with asked people. With a big people, bow on it, you know. Yeah, I've always asked people, like, do you know anybody who's ever. Who are these people? Yeah, who just buys. And I'm not talking about, like, maybe if you, you get your um, kid a car finally who can drive. And maybe it's a used car or something and you put a bow on it. But, I mean, these people who, who there's been no discussion. And you just walk out and there's, like, a brand Matching. new G-Wagon. Matching. Sitting in your driveway. Matching. Yeah. Four in ten Georgia restaurants will close in the next six months if they don't get help from the government. It's very sad. Very sad. Restaurants, as we know, are are struggling. I mean, probably more than any industry. I think restaurants and, and the music business we've talked about are, are some of the ones that are struggling the most. And, you know, it, there, it was saying in the article, which is so true, there's such a trickle down effect because it's not just people who own the restaurants. It's people who work in the restaurants, people who supply seafood and meat and produce and um, tables and chairs and linens and, and all of that stuff, you know. And then there's you take it one step further and there's um, vacant spaces and there's commercial leasing and there's shopping centers and there's neighborhoods without restaurants, you know, local restaurants. Chains may survive, but. But we've seen some big chains even going down. Absolutely. With specific locations. Yeah. And I mean, we know a lot of people in the chef community and I know they're just, they are hurting so hard. And I think it weighs extra heavy on their hearts too, because they are when they have to when they finally make that decision where they have to turn the lights out and close it then they're impacting all of the people that work there that have been relying on them to pull through and and to pull out and i think at the beginning of the pandemic people didn't know how long it was going to last and then people switched to um you know online and curbside and takeout and i think people are even getting you know people are tired now of, of, of getting styrofoam containers with food in it. And I think everybody's kind of shifting back again to, I'm just going to eat at home. It's just too much trouble. I'm tired of driving out. The food doesn't taste as good. And that's such a shame for these restaurants because some of these people have put their lives on the line for these, as anyone who owns a small business. But sometimes what you don't realize about small businesses is people have taken everything. Families have loaned them money to start these businesses. They've, you know, taken money out of jobs that they previously had, maybe retirement funds or whatever, because they believed in this idea so much. And who would have ever thought, who would have ever thought Atlanta's such a foodie town that this would come through and this would happen. It's heartbreaking. 37% of existing restaurants won't make it in the next six months if uh, they don't get some help. Sad. Create a living space that matches your personal space. With the health and gallery furniture right now, save over seventeen hundred dollars 
on a Sheffield Queen six-piece bedroom set. Includes the dresser, mirror, two nightstands, one chest, and a queen bed. Save over $1,700. Something for all your home needs. Let's shift to the den or family room or living room. Uh, Duvall's sofa, love seat, and chair set. Ivory in the color. Save over $2,800. Now, that's something you can put under your tree. It may not fit under your tree. But, you know, we were talking about a car a minute ago and, and giving a car. You can go to gallery. And if, if your wife or husband, if your husband's been wanting a beautiful, like, recliner or your wife's just like, oh, my gosh, I just wish we had a bigger table that everybody could sit around. This is something that you can go up and get done. And it's not going to cost you a fortune. And you get to bring it home. You know, so talk about a surprise. You could, instead of doing your car, you could just have it in the back of your, like, truck. And they come out and they're like, is that my new table? It'd be so exciting. If you need a new dining room table for Christmas or the holidays, they have a Zappa nine-piece dining room set. Medium cherry finish. Two 18-inch leaves. Boy, you knew people were coming when your mama told you to get oh, the leaf out. Oh, go right? get that leaf out of the closet. 40-inch side chairs. Save over $900. $900 is what you save on this nine-piece dining room set. A nine-piece dining room set. I mean, that's there's room for everyone. There's nothing more frustrating than getting a table and not having enough room and having to do card tables and stuff. So this is great. And the great thing about a leaf, if you're not Southern, you don't know what a leaf is, you can take it in and out. Yeah, you just slide it in, slide it out. I love a leaf. You remember that, that when your mom would be like, listen. Uh, we have a leaf in our table. Yeah, or when your wife would say, mm-hmm. get out the leaf. Yeah. Recliners and two ninety nine, tons of bedding options, and uh, they finance as well. Ask for the Wolfman merch available at their website, askforthewolfman.com. Gallery furniture, ask for Donna, ask for Maryland, 1600 Browns, Bridge Road, Gainesville, askforthewolfman.com. Hello. Hey, is this Jeannie? Yeah. Hi, Caddy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Fantastic. Listen, congratulations. Your Christmas gift this year is me. <laughs> oh. Good luck with it's that, Jeannie. Donna. I love it. It's another <laughs> year of friendship. Your friendship membership has been renewed. Oh, I love oh, that. Thank you. Jeannie, you're always my friend. You don't have to renew or pay anything. or We're just friends. That's right. So tell us about yourself. Where are you? I live in Oakwood, Georgia, but right now I'm at work. In Noonan, Georgia, I work for my niece. She owns a uh, store on Etsy. We make custom doormats. And oh, we are I busy. Love that. Like, do you do those doormats that say, like, Satan, you're not welcome here? Or, like, yes, those yes. and, like, here comes Amazon, here comes Amazon. Those, and then we have a couple of other ones. Um, yeah, just all different kinds. I wish when my kids were younger, I could have had a doormat that said, we heard the doorbell the first time. 
<laughs> you know, those kids that would just push it, push it, push it, push it. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Now, do you commute, Jeannie, from Oakwood to Noonan? Um, yeah, I commute. Um, but the only, I'm just helping her out through the holiday season because she's been, you know, bombarded with orders because trying to get everything out for the holiday season. But normally, um, I'm just up there in Oakwood. Oakwood is that for those not in the Atlanta area? Uh, Oakwood is north of Beaufort. It's in between Beaufort and Gainesville. North yes. of uh, Gwinnett County, the largest county in the state. And then uh, Coweta County is south yeah. of the airport, south of Hartsfield. I is mean, that's there, like a. Isn't there a Longhorn mm-hmm. in Oakwood that we always stopped at? No, that was up 985 in Cornelia. Cornelia. Okay. Yes. All right. All um, right. Yeah. All right, Jeannie. The game is uh, you can't beat Jack. The record right now is six and one. That's six wins mm-hmm. and just one little measly loss for Cadillac Jack. Donna has worked hard, she says, on the category um, and, and questions today. <laughs> so, uh, Donna, tell okay. us the category and let's get underway here. All right, Jeannie, the category is shots, S-H-O-T-S, okay. because, you know, there's a lot of talk this week about the COVID immunization and all that. So it's shots. So open your mind to everything that could be a shot, Okay. You okay. look flustered already, Caddy. Well, do you have a test question for Jeannie? I do. I do. I feel like you always question my categories, and I don't like it because I spend okay. a lot of time on them. Okay, here we go. Mm. Ready, Jeannie? And Caddy. I'm ready. All right. In, this is a test question. In what sport would you sink a three-point shot? Hockey. Basketball. This is going to be a long <laughs> contest. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me about sports. Okay, that was the only sports question, Jeannie. Well, okay, great. we kind of. We got that oh, one maybe out of the way. Kind of. Okay. All right. But do you like it? Let's get underway. Sink a three-point shot. Carl loves it. He loves it. With Jeannie Haynes. Yeah. Okay, right. Miss Jeannie. If you, uh, what do we want to say? It is, okay. It, it, here we go. I swear. If you get more questions right than Caddy, you win. If Caddy gets more questions right than you, he wins. And remember, Jeannie, all ties go to Cadillac Jack because it's not called You Can't Tie Jack. It's called what, what? You can't beat Jack. There you go, That's Jeannie. right, Jeannie. Okay, so the category, as we discussed, is shots, and it is not fair for Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask. So ask him to get out of the studio. Will you please leave the studio? All right, Jeannie, good luck. Will you that. please? He is sonoring Six out. Six and one is the record. <laughs> Seven and one after today. I wasn't nervous before, but now he's made me a little nervous. You're going to do fine. You're going to do fine. Okay. okay, he is out, and the 20-second timer is going to start after I ask you the first question. And remember, if you don't know the answer, you can say pass, because those 20 seconds are going to go quickly, okay? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Question number one. What Broadway play features the line, I'm not going to miss my shot? Chicago. What band sings the song with the lyric, shot through the heart, and you're to blame, you give love a bad name? Bon Jovi. When you drink a tequila shot, you chase it with salt and a mango. True or false? False. When you hit a bad shot in this game, you might yell four. Golf. That is it. Good job, Jeannie. You killed it. You got three right. Oh. Okay. Oh, crap. Thought I got more. <laughs> Maybe he won't get that many. He won't. Uh, Jeannie got three right. We got a little round of uh, yes. keeping check going on. Congratulations, yes. Jenny. Well played. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. You sure? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Okay. What Broadway play features the line, I'm not going to miss my shot? 
Hamilton. What band sings the song with the lyric, shot through the heart and you're to blame, you give love a bad, bad name? Bad name. Uh, Def Leppard. When you drink a tequila shot, you chase it with salt and a mango. True or false? False. When you hit a bad shot in this game, you might yell four. Golf. What's the shot you will need to get if you step on a rusty That's nail? It. Tetanus. Carl, Carl with a mm. Yeah. What is that? What is that? We don't mean? know if that counts or not. Mm. Carl's got to make the decision. All right. I don't think we're going to need it. I think you're right. One, two, three, four. Yep, you got four right. Golly. And Jeannie got three right. Well done, though, Jeannie. Now, you, you, got, the, you got it correctly that it was Hamilton for the first one, Caddy. Oh. And then... Uh, you gave love a bad name. Jeannie what? got that one right. What is it? That's Bon Jovi. Yes. And Yay. number three, you both a bunch of drinkers. Y'all got that one right. That you you don't. It, it's not uh, salt and a mango. It's, it's salt and a lime. When yeah. you, hit, you both got when you hit a bad shot in this game, you might yell four golf. And then you got what's the shot you will need to get if you step on a resting yell tetanus. Now the last one was shot put is a winter or summer Olympic sport. That would be a winter. Oh my God! What do you think? Summer. Jean? Summer. Summer sports. It's part of track and field. I thought you didn't know sports questions, Jeannie. How about the how about my questions? Not, okay, let's brag on Donna. <laughs> During my segment, let's brag on Donna and her questions. I mean, those questions were good. That's right. right. Those were great. Seven and one is the record now. Jeannie, have a great Christmas. Thank you so much for your support. And I look forward to another year of friendship. And that's non refundable. Thank you. Bye bye. Merry Christmas. Bye, Jeannie. God bless you, Jeannie. Thanks for uh thanks for your support. Listen, if you want to be the next challenger. For a round of Can't Be Jack. And those were very, that's a good category. It's very current. Thank you. Because of the vaccine. Creative. Right. No, it was. I'll give you credit for that. Uh, a couple of ways. Just reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out via text or voicemail, 770-464-6024. And that is the dedicated podcast text and voicemail line. Come straight to my phone. And uh, we can communicate there or on social media. Reach out to me over the private or direct message. And we can line you up for the next round. Seven and one on the whiteboard in the Appen Podcast Group Studio. Pod peeps uh, for this episode include someone who did not leave their name and city mm. when reaching out on the voicemail text line. Uh, it was just a uh, cut and paste that Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill is now recruiting for sheriff's deputies specializing in court security and executive protection. That is someone trying to find you a job. And I appreciate this because this is right up your alley. You love as you've talked about in a previous pod, you love to go sit in the courtroom completely unneeded. I've missed it. Unneeded. I've missed unaided. It as a witness. Okay. You're Observer. not a, Okay. None of those. However, this is perfect for you. You can get paid to stand in court and listen to people's tea. But I got to travel to Clinton County. That's south of the airport. Okay. There are people driving states like away. Like Jeannie. Exactly. Driving 100 miles a day from to make doormats. Hall County to Coweta County. To, to bedazzle doormats. You can't get down there, stand up by the judge, offer some assistance. Executive protection. You have to protect the judges and uh, and, and court folk. Are you I, able I to do that? Through. Huh? Are you able to do that? I, I bet somebody I could wrestle you to the ground in 10 seconds and take your weapon. All right, Donna. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll look into that. What do you, what's the skill? It said that you don't. Well, it said there was none. That you don't need experience. That they'll train you. Is there a weight limit? Height limit? I'm not saying for you specifically. Other people who may I be don't interested. Really, have you been? Have you been in a courtroom recently? No. Okay. No, and I'm gonna keep it that way. But thank you for uh, the mention. And obviously, you're a listener of the podcast. But next time, include your name and city. We want to give you a proper pod peep shout out. Yes. Tina lives outside Dallas, Texas, and she, her question was this: 
about all of the radiothons that are going on right now nationwide for charity. And she was curious why all of them fall around uh, Christmas. And the reason is this. It has nothing to do with the holidays. It's that right now, radio specifically is in a... Um, Slow period. Well, there's no there's no ratings, really. There's, yeah. a, there's a, what, three-week period, Donna? The yep. only three-week period out of the year. It's called the holiday book. Holiday ratings. And they don't matter. And for that reason, yeah. well, it's the truth. And no, it, it is. Most media buyers who buy for companies and so forth always kind of discount the holiday book because there are stations who get a huge bump because they play Christmas music 24 hours a day. And some people will find that delightful and their ratings go up. And then it, it's just a weird time. It's, you know, a lot of um, on-air personalities take time off in between Christmas and New Year. So you don't have a regular schedule. So that's usually when they slot in um, the Extended radio vacations. Times. Yeah, I was. It was in my contract when I was in radio that the only two week period of vacation that I could take was during the holiday book, and so most everybody that has accrued a pretty decent amount of, of vacation, I think I had six weeks at one point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean no, you you had a lot of vacation. Well, I've been there for twenty five years, yeah. but I would always take off the last two weeks of the year for the most part. But that's why all of these radiothons that do great. I think I read that seventeen million dollars has been raised this year. Everything from St. Jude Which to is fascinating. locally Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Um, so that's uh, that's why is it's is, is really in a, a, a non-rating suite right now. Yeah, I was impressed with some of the numbers that I've seen from different um, radiothons. I know Clark Howard does this, Clark, you know, his kids programs. But I mean, if you think about it, in the middle of a pandemic, people are still giving, which is a wonderful thing. I know at one time when we were at the radio station, it was amazing we raised a million dollars in one telethon i don't want to say that but a radiothon for children's health care and i mean you know listen all these children's hospitals in any city that you're listening in always need money and support so it's wonderful that people are still giving in in these times another radio note I want to congratulate my former co-host Corey dillon uh here in atlanta she is leaving and taking a morning gig at Big FM, huge station in San Diego, California. Yeah, it's great for her. Starting January 4th. So very excited for Corey. Yeah. Had a great time with her in our short time together as morning co-hosts. Uh, audio from this episode of my second act, courtesy of Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC, Saturday Night Live on NBC, and at Jeff Jacobson on Twitter. Let's communicate using the voicemail text line, 770-464-6024. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen, who is also editor of our weekly e-letter. It's called The Letter. To subscribe, simple text left on red. R-E-D is the color, no spaces, left on red, to the number 22828. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the app and podcast network. What's well, St. Wonky? Well, it's just out of order, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, a professional understands what's going yes, on. Yes, I know, I understand.